Hello, and welcome back to Masks and Misfits, a We Play RPGs podcast production. I am your host, Jason, joined by Abby, Emacrit, Eli, Champion, and Ashley. Sure shot! Yay, three for three. You can track our uh, episode count for this recording session by the amount of times <laughs> that they get it correct. Uh, anyway, last time, well, a lot of stuff happened. We got um, stuck into a pocket dimension by an eldritch being. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Some sort of weird extra-dimensional teacher lady. Uh, Champion started studying the Omega Energy the Omega Arrows. Yeah, the Omega Arrows. And SureShot and Hemocrit got a substitute teacher that was acting kind of weird. And then they pushed their luck. And then they pushed their luck. And they kept doing that. Until the point where they're like, hey, champion, something real weird's going on. This lady's talking in my mind. And uh, events happened. And now you've been sucked into the weird extra-dimensional teacher's pocket dimension. Now we gotta figure out how to get out. Yeah. And uh, Champion is currently having the hero force and the villain force slowly spread across his body as they are threatening to make contact. And I believe SureShot and Hemocrit are following the yellow lines towards the teacher's lesson. Uh, uh, at which point SureShot called out the teacher and she showed up and was like, you've been very naughty, and was about to uh, do some stuff. Yeah. Um, since this was right outside, I don't think I'm going to do my thing of seeing what happens when these meet, because I'm not going to leave my two friends. Yeah, you can see this happening. It's yes, a... I'm just, I'm just going to get involved immediately. So, I was going to roll right at the end of the last session to provoke the teacher. Was that what I, I was I doing? You or did rolled. I already do that? I thought you already rolled. Okay, yeah, I think I already did that. You already rolled, which is what prompted her to show up because you failed. And that made me level up. Yes. Okay. Uh, That is what occurred. So, yeah. She's there. She's intimidating. She hasn't done anything yet. And uh, she's just going to look at you and just say, actually, Champion's beginning to approach as as Champion notices this. So my question is going to be, Champion, what do you do? Um, I say, sure shot, do you still have some, do you have any explosive arrows? Do you have any of your stuff? She's not in costume. She yeah. is herself. Yeah. It's just me. Mm-hmm. I only had the, uh, the, what, what was, what did I call the, it? The, the spider go- one? The goo bomb. Yeah, the glue bomb. Or the goo, yeah, and the I glue arrow. I used that on the teacher. Right. When I, we got sucked into the pocket dimension. So it's just me, myself, and I. And if I can find some stuff laying around that I can, like, throw at her. Um, that sounds like a sister situation, but currently we're doing champions, so we'll... Um, I say, you two see if you can find any tears, any any weak points in whatever reality this is. I'm gonna keep her busy. Sweet. Uh, and I'm, I am holding back because I'm not really sure what going all out will mean for in what here? I'm dealing with. Yeah. So my goal is to directly engage her, okay, but to keep her focus on me. Got it. All right. That's still going to be engage a threat, technically. Yeah. 
Oh, that was my plan because I thought you were going to be running off. Nope. That is a 10. That is a 10. So, um, because we are in combat, yep. engaging a dangerous threat, Yep. Uh, last time I leveled up and I took the uh, captain move from the protege playbook. So, for our listeners, what that means is that um, our we have plus one team. Because we're going against this enemy as a team. Yep. And uh, do Sure Shot and Hemocrit consider champion the leader? Yeah. yeah. All right. Then I that's actually an 11. Because I get a plus one on my first roll. All right. If that's the case. Um, let me look up and make sure I know exactly what I want out of this. Uh, it says on a 10 plus pick two. Uh, and you also... Do not trade blows, I believe. Uh, you might still, but... I, I think I still... Unless I choose resist to, or avoid their blows, I think we still trade blows. Yeah, I believe so, now that I'm looking at it. So you can resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or slash frighten the opposition. So I can't choose, because of the mo- the, the legacy move that I chose uh, to use, which is called uh, Fight the Good Fight, because I'm holding back, mm-hmm. uh, I cannot choose impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Ah. So instead, I am going to uh, resist their blows and create an opportunity for my allies. Okay. The opportunity I want to create because I ask them to assess the situation mm-hmm. and look for any sort of weaknesses mm-hmm. in this uh, uh, pocket dimension. Mm-hmm. I want to give them, like, break her focus. Okay. Uh, or at the very least, that her focus on them. Okay. Um, so that she's not concerned with them. All right. Yeah. You go in and you you punch her and your fist hits solid material. It feels like you're punching a metahuman, but yeah. a human still. And then your fist kind of melts into it a little bit. She's becoming real. And then or pulls here away. she is real. Yeah. I think she controls this place. That makes sense. And as she does that, she says to you, Ah, the champion. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me show you your future. And uh, I will mark for her insecure because you have physically hurt her and she doesn't know how to feel about this new sensation called pain that she's never exist you know had before uh and uh you are seeing a flash uh but because you chose to resist or avoid their blows it's just this blip where your vision blurs and then it goes back to normal uh sir shot you wanted to assess the situation mm-hmm. And she gets frustrated about the fact that she can't mess with your head. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. And you use superior for this. So I got an I got an eleven. Alright, so you can ask me uh 
two questions. Okay. And remember, you add plus one when you act on the answers. Oh. Neat. What does that mean? So what it means is if you ask... Um, ask these questions and then have an action that goes with it? Yeah, if, if, you, if your next action... Is based on the an- the information you get. You get a plus one and that it, action. It has to be your next action because it yeah. says take plus That's... one, not going forward. So yeah. it's just your next action. Yeah, no, but... that makes sense. Um... So clarification, because I think you know this better than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, when it says plus one forward, that means your next roll, right? I. I think that's what it means, because I'm pretty sure it does clarify a difference between forward and ongoing. It does. Uh, oh, I was right there. I was literally right there on the book. Uh, let's see. Uh, there we go. Uh, some moves describe your character getting hold as part of their move, such as hold one or hold three. These are temporary points you can spend according to the move, often with the phrase... Spend hold one for one, meaning spend one point of hold for one effect as the move describes. Usually hold has to be spent during a given conversation or scene, but moves tell you how long you have before the hold expires. If it's ambiguity, ask the GM for clarification. Other moves describe your characters taking plus one forward or taking plus one ongoing. Plus one forward means your character gets plus one to the next applicable role, what you said. Plus one ongoing means your character gets plus one to all applicable roles moving forward as the move describes. The move always indicates how long these bonuses last. So because it just says plus one while acting on the answers, I believe that is just for your next. It sounds like it would be for whatever action you are taking based on those answers. Yes. All right. So how can we best end this quickly? All right. And as I've discovered, these are more narrative answers versus me, the GM, like Pierce the Mask is. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be a little bit more vague. So how can you best end this quickly? Um, You... Funnily enough, as Champion hits her, you see bits of the walls begin to distort. It seems like distracting her, hurting her, or otherwise forcing her to concentrate more on what you guys are doing makes the reality start to fluctuate. Okay, so you have to break her concentration. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily mean hitting her. You could also, you know, yeah, mess with just, her mentally. Just be distract her. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So that's... And... What here is the biggest threat? You begin looking, and... It's... Yourselves. You feel anxiety and worry and concern and all these other emotions while you're here. It's like this place is exerting its own will upon you and turning yourself against you. Teenagers have image problems. Do what now? I said teenagers have image problems. Oh, and this pocket dimension is just image. Oh, it's using our insecurities against us. Yes. So, those answer your questions. Because you get... Well, you only okay. asked two, right? Yeah, yes, you get one more. No, it's nope. just two for this one. Oh, okay. uh, for the other one, Pierce the Pierce Mask. The ma- Pierce okay. the Mask is three. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, three if you roll over right. a certain amount. 
Yeah. Um. So. All right. Well, I'm going to yell out to the rest of the group that we need to break her concentration to bring her world down. Okay. And uh, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to move the spotlight to Hemocrit real quick. Yeah. And then I'll come back. Hemocrit. Uh, Champion has punched this quote-unquote teacher, and you see reality start to distort a little bit on the edge of your periphery, and you hear Shot say, we need to break her concentration. What I'm do you thinking do? I'm going to piss her off. Sure. That's going to be provoke. That is going to be superior. What do you say? I want to say, you know, you're very certain that I need your help to be better. How do you know that I, that you're not just going to hold me back? You said that was superior? Yep. So that's going to be a nine. On a seven, I'm gonna give you spend a point of team to give you a plus one, which okay, because I ten. did specifically say that I'm giving them openings and distracting. You did, her. so that's ten. Uh, let's see here. You are affecting NPCs, so mm-hmm. uh, you can take plus one forward. You can gain a critical opportunity, or they overreact and you can gain influence over them. I want her to. I want to gain influence over her. Okay. Uh, you say that. And she's... I wanted to make her angry. I think... I think she already is angry from last episode. No, I don't think there no. were any conditions on her yet. Okay. No, like, she yeah. might be annoyed with us, but she's not. Um, The insecure condition was like the only condition imposed yeah, on her. Yeah, and that was this episode, so... Uh, but you can... On your like next action, you can surrender your influence to inflict a condition on her. That's one of yeah. the ways that you can use influence, yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, so currently, you have influence over them. And she says to you, in response to this, Trials and tribulations are needed. You need me to test you, to challenge you, to make you better, to make you greater. And uh, as she says this, you see yourself. Uh, facing off against this large, almost rubbery-looking, but in a fleshy sort of way, uh, creature that's uh, two arms, two legs, probably about nine to ten feet tall, with these blue bony spikes sticking out of it, and it just roars at you, and the fake you punches it. Full-on nerve shock punch. And you see the flesh begin to disintegrate and rot, basically, as the punch hits. Like, it flesh is instantly dying, is what I'm saying. Because uh, it's death energy when you're doing that, and you're being an evil villain label. Uh, and as it melts away, you hear uh, the creature cry, Stop! Just one cure! And then your vision flashes back to reality, and you're back in the school. And you're basically watching this as a spectator. So anyway, with that, sure shot. Uh, so I want to unleash my powers to distract her further. Okay. But I wanted to try to find something from the environment to... Excellent. Roll for it. Toss at her, I yeah. guess. Yeah, okay. you're good. I, I know what I'm going to do for you if you succeed. 
specifically because of the rule, the way the rules of this place function. So that's six on dice. Is there another? Oh no, that just happened. And then okay. uh, what are you six, adding? Freak, freak. Then... So what's your freak? Oh, freak. Mm-hmm. Pretty high. Well, no, I don't know about it's not. sure shot. It's a negative one for me, so it's uh, five. I'm going to spend another point of team because I've already caused a fracture in the reality. Yep. Yeah, but that's so only adding. Be oh shit! You're right. It'd only it would just be a six. six you so yeah, team of crit can help somehow, unless you can think of a way to spend team to help. Which you can just always do as long as you have team. I think you have one more point left. Uh, no, I've only we've only spent one point. So if I because I'm not going to spend it if it's not going to bring her up. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is if you both spend it, I yeah, think there'll be one. If we left. both send it, we'll have one it point would be left. A success. So you have to tell me what you're doing in order, narratively, in order to do this. And if you can't think of anything, then Then it doesn't happen. doesn't happen. I mean, my my idea was I gain influence over so I can impose a condition using what what Uh, Churchill said. I think that's separate. That is separate. Yeah, this is how are you going to help her use a piece of the environment to uh, create an advantageous thing for us. And if you can't think about it, then it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it's fine if you can't think idea, of a way to help. I have an idea, but I don't want to, like, give it. I'm like, oh. Actually, yeah. I could say it, but... No. I mean, if you can't think of something, that's fine. We'll move on. Yeah. Uh, I pull a pen out of my pocket and um, throw it at... Sh- and give it to SureShot. Hey, throw it at... Maybe maybe throw it at where it's going all wibbly so, yeah. wobbly. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That'll count. Okay. Uh, Hemocrit... Mm-hmm gives you this pen and as they do you're thinking about something to throw and now you have something to throw but you're still thinking about finding something so you succeed and what happens is one of these tears begins to ripple and you something's being pulled through and what manifests is the silver archer's bow however uh it has Whatever various themes SureShot would add to it, if SureShot had it at some point. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Fangirl. Oh yep. my god, that's so cool. Now we only have one team left, so we might want to be a little sparing with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you now have a ranged weapon. Well, and Unleash Your Power does something else, too, because it's... So... With what you're... Do it I says have arrows hit, with that, You then. do it. So on a seven to nine marking condition, the GM rolled. Oh yeah, you would have only gotten a nine or a seven. So yeah, Yeah. it would have been a seven. Technically, the effect is unstable or temporary. You get the feeling this is only going to exist for as long as she is distracted. Okay. Like you are overriding her control over this reality, and once she has regained control, this will disappear. Hey everybody, it's Eli. I'm going to interrupt the action here for an ad break. Uh, One of our sponsors today is Metallic Dice Games. Uh, MetallicDiceGames.com is where you'll go to get metal dice, gemstone dice, resin dice. They have some wood dice. Uh, They also have dice towers, dice bags, dice trays. Everything is great quality. I love them to death. I have a couple of their stone dice sets, including Amethyst. And if all that stuff sounds good to you, then head over to MetallicDiceGames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD for 10% off your entire order. All right, back to the action. 
Okay, it comes with trick arrows, right? Do you pull back the bowstring? Yeah, 100%. Arrow manifests. Okay, cool. It's going to be a, a bomb one. Okay. Um, That when it hits her, it's going to detonate. Okay. So that'll be for your next action. You now mm-hmm. have your weapon. And uh, so cool. as a reaction to that, uh, she is going to uh, speak to you, sure shot, and say, Oh, the struggles of mundane life. You don't really belong, do you? But you could. And you are shown a scene of you uh, breaking into Rook Industries and getting bits and pieces of that strange purple energy mm-hmm. and integrating that into your gear. So being a bad guy, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the general theme of okay. this. Okay. Uh, champion. Um, oh, do I want to get real crazy with this? Yeah, I do. Uh, I want to grab her and shove her into against one of these cracks in her own reality. Cool. Um, so I want to directly engage this threat. Okay. Uh, I'm still not going all out. Okay. Because I'm really just grabbing and like slamming her up against something. Yeah. She seems to weigh way more than she should. Uh, eight. An eight. So I get to pick one. You pick one. Um, I'm going to give her a condition no matter what, so I will choose to resist or avoid her blows. Okay. Uh, you shove her against her own reality, and bits and pieces of her physical manifestation begin to tear off and just kind of flake out, and as it does... The reality cracks and breaks some more, where there's the tear is still the same size, but around the tear, there's these mirror, like, cracks in the glass. Yeah. And she just goes, why? 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 And I'm gonna look something up real quick. Because uh, there's things called condition moves, which happen when she gets conditioned. Hopeless. Let's see here. We're going to do veer towards drastic and terrible action. So as she says this, the reality begins to crack, fracture, and break even more as the energy that is still on you rapidly connects. Now, you have chosen to uh, resist or avoid their blows, so you should be fine from this, but we'll see what happens. As this material touches, the colors begin to mix. So this is specifically the hero force and the villain force. Uh, And as the colors begin to mix, they sort of neutralize each other um, and become something new. (laughs) Something unexpected. You feel powerful, champion. You feel more powerful than you have ever been. As these two different forces collide and merge and make something new. Hmm. And she, All right. And she just says, you have learned your lesson. You have seen the truth, but you cannot 
leave here yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna... Um, I wanna... So what I wanna do is I wanna... I wanna run up and nerve shock her and go, You really seem to think that I'm just gonna use your lessons for good. What if I use them and become worse as a person and I wanna, like, give up the influence over her to get imposed condition? How would that work? Uh, can you repeat that? I didn't quite catch. Um, I want to run up in nerve shocker. Well, what do you want to do mechanically? Because I, I get, I heard um, that part, but you, you were asking to do something mechanical. Uh, unleash my powers. That's it. Or you're just using influence. Yeah, use my influence. That's it. To That's do, it. to do what? Imposing condition. Okay, so you just want to straight up. So yeah, you make your statement, and as you make your statement of, you know, you think we're going to use these powers for good. What, you know, what happens if we use them for evil? And uh, that is going to make her angry is the only one left. And then she will technically lose after this. So what we're going to do is see what she does when she's angry and already violently out of control. You guys hit piss her off. Make her make her distracted. You know, I think during the uh, last Unmasked, you were talking about getting sure shot a new costume. But now I have an idea of a new costume for uh, Champion. I... I have to say something when we're done with this scene, because... <sighs> she, in response to that, grabs one of the lockers and rips it off the wall. And now there's a doorway. There's just a straight-up doorway back to your own reality as she rips the locker away. And she throws it at you. And as she throws it at you, she says, I have already shown you what happens should you follow the path of That's villainy. Right. As this happens... The reality starts to break down. Sure shot. Yes. Yes. Like bits and pieces are starting to flake off of the ceiling. I eight. And I have a zero danger, so eight. Mm-hmm. At eight. As the arrow strikes her, she looks down, sees that it's integrated with bits of the silver archer's iconography. And your own, and then looks at you and says, You have learned your lesson. Class is over. Or so she says, Class dismissed. What? And as she says that, she still has all these emotional, like, she's not as calm as I'm stating this, but as she says that, she flakes away and is pulled through the doorway she's made. And the reality you're in starts to crumble down around you. And, yeah, what do you do? We're now out of combat. Well, we all are going to run, right? Towards the Yeah, I just grab both of them and fly through the door. Okay. Champion, you scoop up Shot, you scoop up Hemocrit, and you just zoom through the reality as it's crumbling around you. And just before the doorway closes, you manage to make it through. And you're back in the classroom. I think... The classroom fucked up. No, I mean the window's still broken yeah, it's from okay, cool. before. But uh, I think when Shot and Hemocrit look at Champion, he looks the same except the uh, red of his suit has changed to a uh, like bright silver. Mm-hmm. The white accents have changed to like a metallic black, mm-hmm. and instead of the glowing gold. 
uh, starburst eagle kind of emblem on his chest and also like little bands on his boots and gauntlets. Mm -hmm. It's just white silver. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. And I just like looked at him and go, this is different. And now that you're back in reality, you feel, you know, as you normally do, all that power that you felt is gone, but the memory of it remains and possibilities fill your mind. So I have to say something. Yeah, say it. Because when you said there, it was lines from the song, what else can I do? From Encanto, it's like I've created something unexpected, something was it strange, something new, and you said the that, and I'm like, <laughs> like, I mean, it, that was unintentional, but it kind of follows the motif of the, that song. Mm-hmm. It was so rad, <laughs> like because yeah. everybody had something that they did that was very different. Oh yeah. Oh, that was That's cool. That's the fun thing about reality warping magic. Yep. I was just like, maybe I can distract her. Maybe I can just yep. piss her off enough that um, she loses concentration. So, Champion goes, are you too good? Because I'm technically grounded. I'm not supposed to be doing hero stuff, so I gotta get back to school if you're good. It's good. Actually, you look at the clock, about an hour's passed. Oh shit! School's out. That's okay. Champion, Hopefully, you can uh, get grounded. Parents. He already is grounded. No, but like Tatiana's like. Yeah, I mean, I have parents. Yeah, but dad's literally. Uh... Oh My yeah, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your dad is stronger than you. I'm sorry. I mean, no, my dad's never really like physically forced me to do anything. Oh, before. I'm just saying, like. No, that's for an your grandpa. Authority figure. I guess. I mean, he's still my dad. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Never mind. I guess you didn't know what I meant. Uh, <laughs> listen. Hey. Uh, Tatiana? Yeah? You fucking rocked. You did? Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you turn a pen into a bow? I pulled it out of some reality. Oh, that's some wild shit. You changed colors. Yeah, I don't know what this is. This is a whole thing. And you did are... too. Uh, no. Are you kidding? You I like basically all no. I did was no. yell at her. Y'all did all all the awesome shit. I don't know. Yelling at her seemed to help. Yeah. All I wanted to do was dress yelling her at her she... made her open the doorway. Yeah. I mean, you're saying like she's she was so convinced that we needed her lessons to be heroes. Like, what if I took her lessons and became worse? I mean, I don't want to be a villain, but like. Yeah, yeah. Not that be... it all comes down to choice. Well, I mean, we did learn some stuff, so um, she sucked, but I don't feel like I learned shit. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, pull sure shot into like the one armed hug. <laughs> I go. I know I've given you shit for not having powers, but I don't think either Hemocrate or I would have gotten out of that without you. Yeah, Aww. you're. You're awesome. You're so cool with that. So Tatiana actually starts to tear up and then gives a real hug. <laughs> I uh, I kind of like I give both of them group hug. I'm like, um, uh, but seriously, champion, meant- you should probably get home before your dad kills you. Yeah, that actually meant a um, lot to Tatiana. So talk to you later. I think that counts as a team move, the triumphant celebration. For yes. Me. Yeah. So yes. 
you already have oh you lost influence over me before so you have influence over me again oh cool i thought and that i thought we had said that i had gained influence over you again but i i don't remember that might have changed I'm, but i'm not sure um can't have double influence so no. you either have it or you don't mm-hmm. but um uh, yeah. and as i'm leaving i'm like so c is a really dumb nickname you can just call me grant is that your, your name? name's fucking grant yeah Okay, Grant I mean, Preston. I mean, well, see nice you to later, Grant. meet you. And nice to meet you. <laughs> as as you're having this conversation, this um, Asian looking kid walks in. He's younger than both of you. He's actually uh, a grade younger than Tatiana. Uh, he's wearing a uh, zip up hoodie, a black zip up hoodie, and his hair's kind of in like a small ponytail, and he's got ripped up jeans that weren't store-bought ripped. They were worn down. I can't afford any more jeans ripped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got sneakers on and he walks and goes, What? What happened to the teacher? I thought, um, I thought there was class. You're what? safe now, citizen. What and then I just the... fly away. That's dope. What happened to the window? I, I fly through the other us. part of the window. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We got... I don't know. <laughs> it happened. That's um, cool. I'm gonna lie out of... I'm gonna... Just lie. I'm just gonna. Um, what I'm gonna say is, uh, I I don't know. Like uh, the window broke and I got sucked into like some weird dimension. People I started freaking out. It was crazy. I wouldn't say any of that. I'm just gonna be like, Champion saved us because we're in our, you know, citizen. Well, yeah. I'm trying to use stuff. my. I'm trying to use uh, mild mannered. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I'm trying to deceive. Oh, cool. Yeah. Play it off. Dope. Play the truth off as if it were a lie because it's so absurd. Yeah. That's uh, nice. Well, that's uh, that's a twelve. All right. Nice. Uh, what happens on a twelve? Uh, I succeed on a hit. They buy your facade. Cool. Well, you does it say anything for ten plus? Uh, that no. It just says on a seven or nine, choose one. On a miss, one of your civilian obligations rears its ugly head. So. Okay. And what's your choose one? Uh, you're still under observation. You leave something incriminating behind. You're forced to make a fool of yourself to sell it. Which which one of those are you choosing? That's all I need to know. I feel like still under observation. I'm trying too hard to lie. So like I'm acting shifty. So this kid's like he doesn't look at you. And go. I don't know if you're lying or just really bad at telling the truth. Um, I need to go home. I. Literally saw him fly through the other window, breaking it. All you need to know is Champion saved us from that crazy-ass teacher. What? The substitute? Yeah. What? I know. It's wild. And he, he, because we're in person, I did the look that he did, but I need to describe it. He looked at you just like, the fuck? Yeah. Wild. I know. Alright, well, my name's Caden. Um... I just got assigned study hall because I, uh, I might have, you know, beat up a kid, but yeah, he deserved it. Um, maybe you should. But... He was a bully. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Loser and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm. I still have to never do that again. Um, I start gathering my things. I feel like it's about. Time oh yeah, school's over. Yeah. That was he. He was like, a window broke. I'm gonna figure out what's going on. And then I was like, oh, all right, because he was, he's basically on his way to ISS. 
because he punched someone. And for anyone who might not know, in school suspension. Yeah. And then uh, he heard the window break and he went to figure out what the hell was going on. Because, mm. ooh, I can fight someone. And then it's already over. Yep, he was so was excited. Over. He was so prepared it. to fight someone and like there's nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think Champion goes home and tries to make sure that his dad doesn't see him in his uh, hero clothes. Okay. I have a fun question for you. When you went to Thordensong, which is uh, Stormbringer's club, did you ever exchange contact information with him? Yeah, I think we did. You Was it like just phone number or was yeah, it email? Yeah, I think it was just phone, phone number. You, at this point, you successfully changed into your civilian clothes. That's fine. Um, your father is naively believing that you're going to follow the <laughs> rules he set <laughs> forth unless he sees you on the news or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as long as you're not seen by the media, you're fine. Uh, however, you do get a... Uh, as you get back, you have a voicemail from uh, Stormbringer. And if you listen to it, it says... Ah, champion. I heard about what you did at the uh, Grayskull Club. Good work, good work. Uh, if you want, I can get you a free... Uh... Oh, you're still not 21. Non-alcoholic alcoholic-flavored beverage. Because like. they make non-alcoholic whiskey. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, I know, but... <laughs> well, I don't know, but I imagine it is. But, uh... Amazing. He is big drinker, and but he also will follow the alcohol laws, at least until you're 18. Once you're 18, he's like, fuck it. But yeah. until then. You're old enough to go out and fight for your country and die. Yeah. You are old enough to drink. So it seems at least one adult hero is proud of what you did, even if it ain't your legacy. Uh, because I know that my dad keeps a lot of, like, random junk from his various missions in the garage. Yeah. I'm going to see what I can cobble together to use as uh, uh, bugs. That's easy enough. I'm not going to have you roll for that. You have enough experience in it. Yeah, you, cobble, you cobble together um, spare speaker parts, some uh, basically wireless transmitters, that sort of thing, and you, you get together a couple of... They're not as small as you would like because they're homemade out of spare parts but they'll they'll do i really only need one of them to be small enough to be unnoticed on clothing or in a pocket a uh, pocket will work yeah you managed to get one the size of silver dollar all right or sorry not silver dollar uh the 50 cent piece the one that's like mm -hmm. that yeah yeah they're a little bit smaller than the silver dollar mm -hmm. um and then I am going to text Hemocrit and SureShot uh, mission brief pool house. Alright. Okay. Is this like the same day? Or Probably, day? yeah. It's the same day, but it's a, I would say a few hours later, because it took him some yeah, time. Yeah, it's probably um, dinner time-ish. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna tell my parents I'm going to see my friends for a little bit, because I've finished my homework. Yep. <laughs> my mom finds out, oh, you have friends coming over? All right, I'll order some pizza. Mm -hmm. Mom, you don't have to do that. We're doing a mission brief. <laughs> all right, well, I'll get some pizza. And your mom's like, <sighs> okay, mom. All right. I, I wanted to. No, I just she imagine her being her like, uh, well, I'll get you guys some pizza. 
Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so does Mom not talk to he- Dad? I'm not allowed to do hero stuff. Oh, I'm okay. grounded from hero stuff. Yeah. I can still do different? like normal teenager. Yeah, he stuff. doesn't care about oh. you being a normal teenager. He well, just doesn't want you besmirching because, the family name. Because he said mission brief, I was like, it's not like you're. He's okay. not leaving the house. He's not. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's not. He is allowed to do it. hero stuff as long as he doesn't yes. leave the house to do it. But he, yeah, okay, I get it now. I understand. He I'm sorry. Friends. Also. I I think that my mom would not agree with my yeah, dad your that mom what is I definitely did is deserving like, of being grounded. I'm just going to tell you what I imagine. I imagine a invincible situation with not with dad not being that shitty, if right. that makes sense, but a similar situation. It's it's more like his dad feels that he's being irresponsible with what he has and, and he needs to follow the law. And his mom's like, no, fuck that. They're awful people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think my mom, be, be working in the media like she does and mm-hmm. being an actually responsible media presenter and reporter mm-hmm. uh, and journalist, is that she knows that making Nazis feel unsafe is the only way you get rid of Nazis. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. she knows full well that if you didn't do that, they were just going to concoct some other criminal scheme. Like, yeah. you set them back by a couple of days. Yeah, I've I've thrown a, a monkey wrench in the works. Yeah. It may not be a huge difference, but yeah. yeah, It's that enough to sense. piss them off and throw them off their yeah. game. So. Threw them off the rhythm. Um, yeah, sure enough. Uh, mm-hmm. You two arrive. It's not too big of a deal for you, Hemocrit. Um, although, when we do our obligations, things may happen. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, yeah, y'all arrive at the pool house. Um, Champion has like a whiteboard up, and he's been like writing stuff down on this mission idea that he has, and he has like photos printed out of the three different uh, doctors that he thinks might be. Um, closest to for us to be able to like overhear information and uh, any public information on like the layout of Rook Industries mm-hmm. research labs. I've got it like drawn out. A lot of it is public if you're looking for uh, just generic floor plans that they have to keep for city record. Yeah. Um, there is a complete and utter blind spot when it comes to the basement levels. Those are uh, classified just for mm-hmm. security reasons. Yeah, I mean they can just label them storage, and that's as much as they have to say. Yeah, yeah. but because the... like what I'm hoping for is that we can, I will be able to. What I'm hoping for is that I'll be able to find out which floor is for robotics, which is for this, yeah. which is all for of that. all of the. Like I may not know specifically. Oh well, this is a lab, but yeah. I'll know at least what floor. Yeah, all of the surface floors are actually labeled with what they are. I yeah. will, I will say that. Okay. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm not expecting to be able to like, all right, well, here's the break room, and here's the I'm not expecting to be able to get that yeah, no, out of it. It's basically just all right. This lab is for robotics. This is where our light research is, or yeah. photon research. This is where our bio lab is, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I um. Hey everybody, it's Eli again. I am here to interrupt the action and talk about coffee. Yep, coffee. Uh, if you are like virtually every tabletop gamer in existence then you probably have a crippling caffeine addiction. Or you just like the taste of coffee. Either way, our sponsor, Found Familiar, is a great source of said coffee. Uh, Each blend is named after a different D&D-themed kind of thing. 
Uh, for instance, their seeming blend is decaf and very flavorful. My personal favorite is Initiative, uh, that has this kind of toffee after flavor to it. You can get it ground or whole bean. You can also get several sample packs, which are about two ounces by weight, makes about three cups of coffee. And each bag has some fantasy-themed artwork on it, with the artist credited on each bag, which is very important to us here at We Play RPGs. So head over to foundfamiliar.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD for 10% off your entire order. All right, back to the action. I go, because uh, I'm also assuming that Hemocrit filled us in on what little information she's been able to mm-hmm. gather so far. I will I will let you know with the floor plan that a large portion of the basement is labeled storage, disproportionate to the amount of storage you think they should have. Mm. I will say that much. But All right. the cybernetics and robotics labs are both clearly labeled in one of the other floors. So, All right. Um, so I open up with, uh, I, I set on the little coffee table there. Um, so. I was able to cobble together some bugs. I'll have to be on like a nearby roof or something to really get anything out of them. But they should work inside the building. Nice. Hmm. These three, they're they are going to have to be like put in a drawer or something hidden somewhere. They're just too big. I wasn't able to make them any smaller. Um, but I'm thinking, obviously we need something in the robotics lab. Do you think you can get access to that place? Probably, yeah. Okay. And maybe your... Uh, I know uh, Dr. Madavi mm-hmm. was one of the people. I didn't write down the others. Yeah, she is uh, Hemocrit's boss and is working on hard light. Yeah. Uh, there is Erwin Crate, which is just researching uh, light as in energy beams, that sort of thing. Okay. And then lastly, there is our uh, Dr. Uh, Carmen Legrand, uh, who is uh, biotech. Okay. Uh, um, of those three, I will say that uh, Madavi is most likely to get you access to the robotics division because she uses a lot of robots in her research, uh, specifically for potentially yeah. integrating it into the human body. Champion has a gut feeling that this robotics is a biotech. Okay. Like a cybernetics. Okay. Potentially cybernetics thing. Okay. Um, so he wants one. He's going to. Um, he goes, uh, I, I think if you can get a bug in the main robotics lab, that'll be good. And um, that biotech doctor. I don't know. I just have a gut feeling that there's something to do with like somebody controlling whatever this iron cross project is and obviously if you can find something about iron cross that'll be helpful and but this one i hold up the one that's like the size of a half dollar uh sure shot how confident are you that you could get this into the pocket of somebody without them noticing very all right then what we'll do is we'll stake out uh dr madavi okay Sounds good. And then maybe on her way into work, you can get it into her purse or something? Yeah, she'll be able to do that. Yeah, and then that'll give us any conversation she might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, for something like that, is that 
Obviously, I can't shoot it into her purse. I can just... You... Okay. You know... I know that you've seen Hawkeye. You know the coin thing he does? Yeah. You can do that. Oh my god. It's okay. not just arrows. <laughs> just... I'm That's just your gimmick. Look. It's so rad. I'm so excited. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. You are supernaturally accurate with any ranged object. It's just bows happen to be the thing that you do. All right, well, um, okay. Um, And then I look at my phone and I go, oh, um, my mom says the pizza's here. Did you guys want, like, some soda as she brings it up? Absolutely. All right. Sure. Yeah. And she text my mom back. Yeah. And sure enough, she comes in. Uh, She's... An older lady, but she's well put together, and uh, she has, well, whatever you order, Damson, she doesn't know what you like, it's going to be pepperoni cheese split. Yeah, uh, Hemocrit's mom is in her mid-40s. Hemocrit's? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, Champions? <laughs> Champions' mom is in her uh, mid-40s, because his dad was born in 1950. Yeah. His mom was born in 1980. Okay. Uh, or like 1970, whatever. Like, cause I was supposed it, to say, hang on a second. I was born in the 80s and I'm in my 30s. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you were born 1980, you would be 42 now. Yeah. Because this is 2020s. This makes me um, sad. Okay. <laughs> um, Congratulations, you're getting old. So like, Champion was kind of a late in life baby. Yeah. Okay. But not really because, you know, she was 30. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the age difference between his parents is because... His dad and his grandpa and him, they don't really age. Mm. Uh, so that kind of thing is just gonna happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a consequence of superpower world. Yeah. So, um, like my my grandpa married my grandmother at like a reasonable, uh, only like a few years age difference, and he's outlived her by fifty years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think. My grandpa would have gotten got his powers in the uh, just before World War when one started, mm-hmm. in like nineteen fourteen. He was in his twenties, so my grandfather was born like eighteen ninety. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's Life. Wild. Yeah, and he was in his sixties uh, when he had when my dad was born. It's wild. Wow. Yep. It's nuts. And my dad was in his. Uh, late 50s when I was born. I'm sitting over here thinking like uh, my brothers and I uh, they each have to meet me and my brother is weird. Yep. Yeah, it's it's good pizza. It's good soda. It's local, I would imagine. So. Yeah. No, we don't. We we have the money to never order from a corporation or from a tra- chain restaurant ever. Yeah. yeah. So this is one of the like local Italian restaurants that's run by actual Italians. Yes, yeah. you roll in and they're yelling at each other. That was the, my uh, completely unrelated to anything. That was my one of my favorite parts about the uh, two weeks I spent in London was going to this like food cart gathering, walking up to this Italian restaurant uh, or Italian food cart, and the two people behind it are screaming, top of their lungs, screaming at each other in Italian. And as I walk up. The woman just spins on a dime and very sweetly asks me what I want. <laughs> I love. Um, but yeah, so this is Champion's plan. 
Yeah. We bug the place and just see what we can find out. Mm. Um, preferably, what he says is preferably um, you'll put the bugs in on Friday after school, but we'll bug Madavi on Saturday. Okay. That way, uh, Champion or the three of us or two of us or just Champion can just like sit on the roof of a nearby building mm-hmm. and listen in. I mean, I'll do my best. I could probably ask to like uh, see what uh, Doctor Doctor Crate's doing. I'm actually kind of interested in what uh, Doctor Lengrad's doing with the biotechnics because that sounds neat. Yeah, you're not specifically under Madabi, but Madabi is in charge of you. Should you do something you're not supposed to? Oh yeah. Uh, so you so you're pretty much free to wander into any of the labs and shadow whoever you want as long as you don't bother people. Mm-hmm. I have to be helpful. I cannot be. I'm sure team. there are parts of the, of each individual lab you can't get into. Yeah, there's like oh, yeah, there's security level players. stuff you can't access where they're doing things that are actually dangerous. But the regular day to day, oh, we're gonna piddle around with this. We're yeah. gonna draw up this plan. That stuff you can access, and they don't see at times like this. I wish I had gone with my original character concept mm-hmm. of like a weird robot guy because then i could just be like all right i'll just hack their servers fuck this and you you don't have to be supervised because you have your intern badge it's just if you're caught somewhere you're not supposed to be you'll oh, be that's where your mild mannered comes in mm-hmm. just make yourself look stupid yeah yep so that that's start more what the situation is, is. Start crying at Sam Lost. You are allowed yeah. to wander anywhere the interns are allowed to wander, which is most of the public access areas. Um, I Champion is also going to pull out the now empty container of the uh, Omega Arrowhead. Yeah, and go. Um, and he puts it on the table and he goes, "That's from one of the arrows that I took. That purple energy that was in there." It's somewhere now. I don't know where it went. It, it busted up when uh, we were in the pocket dimension. But this stuff, it's partially natural, but it's partially synthetic. Rook is creating weapons that can kill us. Yeah, Me, that... my dad, my grandpa. And I don't know if they have a sample of Omega Man's energy. I don't know if they have his body. I don't know if they have him. The arrowhead bears Rook Industries' mark of manufacture, and the only thing that did not, that was from the real world that didn't come back with you, was that energy. I don't know if I just absorbed this stuff, or what, but a weapon using this energy can kill me. That is some fucked up shit. Euchre just starts uh, thinking, maybe... mm, Biotechnics, maybe? I don't know. I mean, listen. I get it to an extent. Like, my dad and I is, my, my dad and I have talked about how one of the reasons we have the code that we have is because of the power that we have. You know, you gotta you gotta have make people feel safe. But so I, I understand why somebody would want something like this. That doesn't make it right, though. Yeah. If it if they just have a sample of Omega Man's energy, okay, I can't do anything about that. 
But if they have his body or something? That's fucked up. Yeah, we can't leave it there. And God forbid if he's still alive and they've captured him somehow. I mean, he's a monster, but that's, I can't, I can't leave him there. Listen, just because he's a monster doesn't mean we are monsters. Yeah, exactly. So, sure shot, if we find out something, Mm. how do you feel about potentially laying siege to Rook Industries? (laughs) You Brad. I am going to add, just because it's something SureShot knows because of a previous encounter, (laughs) you do know that Carlo works security there. Now, you don't know what he does as part of security, but you do know he is on their security payroll. Whether it's for the corporate building or somewhere else, you have no idea. But you do know he works for Rook Industries as security somewhere in the city. And based on the fact they thought it was Carlo who may have broken in, he probably works somewhere in that building. Now, whether that's in the public areas or the secret areas, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Or even whether he might just visit whenever he might be needed, you don't know. But he, that building is part of his responsibility. Okay. Just because of things that have already happened in the narrative, just to remind you as a player. Yeah, I forgot. Do you think, I mean, we actually parted ways on pretty good terms with Carla. Do you think we might be able to get him to help us? Yeah. I want to talk to him and see if, I mean, worst that could happen is he says no, and we just sneak behind his back anyways. Yeah, you have right. his PayPal information? I don't know how that works. You can works. message Venmo. through Venmo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so well, yeah. Ven- she just messages and is like, hey, Carlo. Do you want to meet up for coffee? And uh, I have some questions I need to ask you. I feel he, like that'd be creepy, like a teen, like a grown adult hanging out with a bunch of teenagers. He's only like in his thirties. Well, also yeah, it's a public creepy. place. It's like coffee. It's a and she meeting. Has actual yeah. questions about like you know. It's a professional workplace conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if he says, "Oh, meet at my apartment instead," yeah, that's what oh, we're that's like. No, creepy. sir. No, yeah. yep, no, no, sir. He's just gonna reply back. That sounds interesting. Have you reconsidered my offer? No. I have an offer for you, though. Okay. (laughs) I'm always interested in money. Especially if your friend Champion has more. Uh, If you ask Champion, he's like, that was pretty much all that I had. I mean, I could ask my parents for more. Champion's probably tapped out of money, but, you know. You don't have to tell him that. Yeah, we don't have to tell this him that. This is a text yet. conversation. I think it would be funny. <laughs> Alright, cool. You well, can if you want. I'm just letting you know. Nah, I think she's just gonna write LOL. Let's meet at... Uh, what was the coffee, coffee shop? Place. It was Back to Basics. Back to Basics. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I forgot it was called Back to Basics. Yeah, because it's Back, back to Basics. Basics. It's what they do. It's your typical basic-ass white girl shop. Yeah. Shop bitch. that's not Starbucks. All right, cool. Yeah. So we. It's not to... a chain coffee shop, is what it is. It is a hipsters. family. It is a family-owned small business. So we go to back is. to basics. Yeah, like they have a franchise system, but that's as big as they get. So after they leave, I do think I'm going to go uh, talk to my dad. Yeah, if you two are done with planning. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we have anything more. Yeah, I mean, I take the the bugs and put them in my pockets because I just wore like a big yeah. old jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're not uh, just that big. It's more that just average pockets are relatively small. 
I mean, it's uh, it's actually her brother's jacket she stole a couple years ago and just hasn't given back. So it's like a size too big on her, so it has like massive pockets too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if it's if it's later, I might meet Carlo another night so the parents don't get. Yeah, you can do it. Um, we could just be like, "Hey, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow afternoon, yeah. afternoon like after I get out of school can... at four. Yeah, because Hemocrit doesn't have to work there technically until Friday, and it it is a Monday. Okay, yeah. So you have time. Yeah, I'll meet with him the next day. All right. Um, I think we'll handle that, and that'll be the last little thing we do. Um, Before we do champion stuff, we'll do that first. Yeah, because I, I, w- I wanted to go to my dad and be like, um, hey, um, a couple things. Mm-hmm. One, I might need to borrow some money to buy information from that Carlo guy. And he just breathes in real deep. As long as your friends are the ones doing the investigating, not you. Well, they did bring something to me. Okay. And I show him one of the other yeah. arrowheads. Yeah, because he had three. Yeah. And, and you... one got used. One yeah, got one broke, got. So there's one left. Both got used. Yeah. So there's the one left. Yeah. And he looks at that and he immediately, his eyes, pupils dilate as he's, oh, okay. That's not good. He got it from Rook Industries. Mm. I had another one that I was studying. It's partially synthetic, which I think makes it unstable. But it wasn't entirely synthetic. And he's just nodding the entire time while he has this very concerned look on his face and begins rubbing his chin with his hand. Um, And I did do a little bit of hero stuff earlier this afternoon. And he'll, again, take a real deep breath. You know what? Mel, what was it? Um, my teammates texted me and said that something was wrong at their school. So mm-hmm. I flew over just to, you know, spectral vision to check it out. Mm-hmm. And their substitute teacher was this extra dimensional thing. I think she might have actually been a pocket dimension. Mm-hmm. But she wanted us Hmm. some this obsession with like teaching us something but over the course of the fight this happened and i change and he'll again face wide in shock that what happened i i didn't have time to put the arrowhead i was studying in a safe so I had it in my pocket, and while we were in the pocket dimension, I tried to use the hero force to just break out, because like Grandpa told me, it's an extra-dimensional force, and it like broke in my pocket, and it supercharged me for a minute there. And he'll just shake his head and say, I don't know what to think about this, I'll have to ask your grandfather about this i know a little bit about how the hero force and the villain force interact but he's sort of the um bearer of the family history as it were that it shouldn't be possible it should have 
when it's interacted before, it's exploded. It's it's uh, matter ever... and antimatter. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what you told me before. It... But I think the rules weren't the same in that pocket dimension. Hmm. Well, we'll have to run some tests just to make sure that it's not affecting you. But as long as it's not hurting you, I guess it's good news. Yeah, it's not hurting, but I can't change my suit back. Well, like I said, like will my, my power's just silver now instead of gold? I'll I'll ask your grandfather see if he has any information about it, and in the meantime, I'll get you scheduled with an appointment with uh, the family doctor and see what's going on. Superior doctor. Yeah, because they're a family of superheroes, so you have to have a family I, doctor. I imagine it's like the equivalent of Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. That's right. Like, it's another superhero, absolutely. But he's also a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, who's my other hero? Uh, it's... Oh, God, what's his name? So, I did once play a character, um, Dr. Bear. <laughs> it was Silver Age Sentinels. Um, he was a super genius. Mm -hmm. uh, he had like 17 different doctorates, including a medical he doctorate. A mm -hmm. He accidentally turned himself into a bear. So it's a beast situation. He had uh, ALS, and he was trying to cure it with a superhero, super soldier serum he had created. Uh, and because he was dying, he tested it on himself before it was advisable to do so, and it turned him into a bear. Beast situation. Uh, yeah, very much a beast the, beast scenario. Um, so he he was Doctor Bear. This <laughs> is actually going to be uh, a superhero by the name of Cross, uh, as in Red Cross. Yeah, uh, oh, and he uh, ended up falling through, uh, basically traveling back in time on accident. Uh, so he's he's from the future. Uh, he's from the three uh, thousands. And so he has all of this medical knowledge uh, from the year 3000 and some minor bits of equipment from it. And because of the way his suit is created, because he's a uh, uh, a corpsman for the space marines, basically. Um, but now he's trapped in the past and he figured, well, I'll put myself to good use here. And through his hero work there and the war... Uh, well, World War II in Vietnam and the other conflicts, he got to know uh, your grandfather and Victor. And cool. so he ended up becoming the family doctor. He's like, well, there's nothing else I'm going to do. I know the most about superhero medicine. Y'all yeah. are a family of superheroes. Where I come from, there's tons of metahumans. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... that That's... Yeah, so I mean, Champion just kind of makes the surprisingly adult decision to talk to his dad about what's going on. And his dad is concerned, but also like, this is actually interesting. This is progress. Yeah. Um, you are uh, also, you're, you're not grounded anymore. Rad. You have, you have admitted your sins. Well, no, it's more like, this is way more important than my petty parental discipline. Yeah, this is way more important. Um, well, I'm sure part of it is also like, you broke the rules. You came and told me about it. Yeah, that, that's part of it too. But and also, it was justifiable. Why he broke the rules? It was like, oh no, people are actually in danger. But yeah. you know what? That kind of sounds like an unmasked conversation. It is. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we will get to Carlito and that conversation uh, next episode because that'll fit nicely with the Rook industry. Mm-hmm. Infiltration. <laughs> I am so happy mm-hmm. when we're going to get to that. I have that building's layout. Not written down anywhere, but I have a very good idea of where things are in that building. Right. Anywho, that being said, do you have any pluggables? Uh, yeah, I have a Twitter, Eldenly underscore E. Uh, I post, I post pictures of my cat occasionally. I share things I care about. I'm trying to post more. Uh, go forth, have fun. You can find me on the interwebs. Look at Am Cosplay Clean. If you can't find me on whatever social media site you're on, I'm not on it. Alright, I have a, uh, currently defunct YouTube channel called Aerosol Prime, E-R-A-S-Y-L space P-R-I-M-E where I have some Let's Plays of some RPG games that I played and some other things that I enjoyed, uh, namely Star Wars Knights of the Republic, uh, XCOM, and uh, Tyranny. So go check that out. I have been Eli Royal. You can find me online at royalartisanprops.com on Instagram at uh, Grumpy Badger Dice uh, and you can also find me in your second floor bathroom committing crimes. Um, and if you want to listen to more music like our theme song, then you should search for Keely Burn on Spotify, K-E-E-L-Y. And uh, if you want to support this podcast, head over to weplayrpgs.com. So, bye! Bye! Bye!